Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? We hope you're healthy. I know that you are over the moon because the Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, are 4-1 and one thanks to their 44-20 to 20 victorious performance, that dub, that win the Dallas Cowboys got against the New York not-so-great-at-football Giants. This is our live Dallas Cowboys postgame show here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel and Facebook page. Please make sure to subscribe here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. We will also podcast this conversation for you as well. We have an episode that comes out on our podcast feed every single day. Certainly encourage you to subscribe over there, leave a rating, write a review as well. But we have a lot to get to. We have a lot of celebrating to do. We have a lot to discuss, and that is exactly what we are here to do. A reminder that this is your post-game show. I am but your puppet. You control me by a bunch of different strings. Whatever you want to talk about, that's what we are going to do. We are, of course, going to get to my winners and losers from this game. There were actually some losers. Last week, we were all hyped up on the win. We only talked about winners, but we have a lot to get to this particular day because the Dallas Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys are 5-0 against the spread. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the very best teams in the NFL. And again, the Dallas Cowboys are 4-1. First time since 2016, the Dallas Cowboys are 4-1 through 5 games on the season. Of course, you remember the Dallas Cowboys went 13-3 that season. They were the top seed in the NFC. We don't have to talk about what happened. Mike McCarthy was involved. We'll just leave it at that. Mason Crosby was involved. And, you know, Mason Crosby had himself quite the day this particular day. So that is a bit ironic. But the Dallas Cowboys, this is this is real, my friends. All right, we I know that you know when the Cowboys beat the Chargers a couple weeks ago when they beat the Eagles, we all kind of said, hey, you know, I'm not ready to believe. I'm it's it's too soon. We're just one and one. We're just two and one. I can't give them my heart yet. I've been hurt too many times. I know you've been hurt, but guess what? You can believe now. They are four and one. They are winning with authority, people. They are smashing opponents. The Dallas Cowboys are four and one. They are two and zero oh within the division, the crappy division that is the NFC East. Although the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles did particular or did have a, a win today uh beating the carolina panthers but the dallas cowboys in their two games against the nfc east have won by a combined score of 85 to 21 it was um i wouldn't say masterful performance i mean it looks great when you look at the box score for the cowboys obviously they put up 44 points they had a pick six there at the very end in fact let's start there very quickly let's go with a highlight here because i know some of you were so anxious to be part of our post game show that you missed this this was the last touchdown of the game for the cowboys came near the very very end of this thing anthony brown got himself a pick six we also have to give credit to jerry jones and will mcclay hello here's a pick there's six for Anthony Brown. Pick six. All 
All right. Now, look, JM with a great point here. It says sloppy first half, but listening to Aikman and Buck make excuses for the Giants all game long was sickening. I don't want to talk about Buck and Troy. Buck's busy. It's baseball playoff time. He's got a lot going on. But this was a really – that's a, a, the first point here. It was a really sloppy first half of the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, like uncharacteristically sloppy. But – while it was a sloppy first half, the Dallas Cowboys did still hold the lead at halftime. And so I think that, you know, our standards are rising. Our standard is growing. The, the standard is is being raised, right? We're expecting more of the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, that's fair. If they're going to play well, if they're going to be awesome, then guess what? We are going to expect more of them on a week-to-week basis. But uh, if you can be sloppy, if you can play poor, if you can be dissatisfied, if you can be pissed off, if you can feel like there is so much more than you can still be doing in a particular game and you can still be winning, not only winning but winning a divisional game I know the NFC East is bad that is the sign of a very good team and ladies and gentlemen we have a very very good team on our hands here with the Dallas Cowboys Weston Harris on our Facebook page says defense is good but uh, still lets too many big plays happen what's going to happen when we play a big gunslinger quarterback well here's the thing Weston and I hate to like avoid the question but I mean the cow who's the next you know, big gunslinger quarterback the Cowboys are going to play. Cowboys are going to play Mac Jones next week. Then they're on their bye. After that, the Cowboys get Kirk Cousins. I know the Vikings eked out a win today. After that, they get Teddy Bridgewater. They get Matt Ryan. Maybe that's Drew Locke. I mean, who knows what happens with the Denver Broncos situation. The next time the Cowboys play a quality quarterback is not until the Sunday before Thanksgiving when they visit the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, I, I get the the spirit of your question, but it's a question that the Cowboys aren't going to have to answer, to be quite frank with you. Uh, let's see here. What's uh, going to happen? Um, I, I, I saw a comment. Eva Ray says, I'm excited about this team. You know what, Eva? I'm excited about this team. I think we're all willing to say the Dallas Cowboys are winning the NFC East. They're going to the playoffs. They're very much one of the best teams in the NFC. I know the Arizona Cardinals are 5-0. and The Green Bay Packers are also 4-1. and The Buccaneers are 4-1. and the Cowboys are four and one. Those are the teams. Those are the teams right now that are in the mix on the NFC side of things. We're obviously live on our postgame show, so we'll see what happens tonight on Sunday Night Football between the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. But they're among the better teams in the NFL. This is a very, very, very good football team. William Commander says the Cowboys' next loss will be the Chiefs. I don't know about that. We'll see about this. But uh, Kevin, welcome aboard, says let's go four and one feeling good. All right. It's time. Winners, losers. The Cowboys are winners, to be clear here, 44 points. The New York Giants are losers. And, in fact, the New York Giants are big-time losers. In case you – I'm actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause right here. Steven, with a great point for the fourth week in a row, victory polo Monday. That's right, baby. Tomorrow is victory polo Monday. Get your Cowboys polos out. If you don't have one, it's okay. Put on whatever you got. I don't care if it's a, a sticker on your face. As long as there's a polo in your heart, there's a polo on your body. That's really how we view victory polo Monday around here. Tweet it at us at RGO at blogging the boys. Tag us on Instagram at RGO at blogging.d.boys. Our first super chat, Davis Sanchez. Thank you very much. Says digs for MVP fire emoji. You know what, Davis, you have commandeered the conversation. Like I say all the time, this is your Post game show, whatever you want to talk about, we are going to get to it. And Trayvon Diggs is the man. One of my winners. I don't think there's any shock that Trayvon Diggs is a winner here. Trayvon did it again, people. Trayvon Diggs got another interception. How is this possible that, you know, I know it was Mike Glennon because Daniel Jones got hurt. And I want to say right now, I think I speak for all of us in saying that we never want to see injuries on, on any team, no matter who the Cowboys are playing. We want to win the right way. So we hope Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard and on and on and on and on. We hope that all of them get well and get healthy uh, and that they get right, you know, sooner rather than later. But 
seriously, dude, what are you doing throwing at Trayvon Diggs? Because he is the NFL's interception leader. He is the NFL's interception king. And this season, people, he is going to be defensive player of the year. These guys to come out and do their job. That's what they're paid to do. Lennon, good protection. Downfield for board. And Pitt. Diggs has got another. Number six on the year. And tackle at the 41. He is a vacuum. Now, to be honest with you, Trayvon should have had a lot more interceptions. I think you can argue that Trayvon should have had at least two interceptions in this game. Maybe if you're a little bit more optimistic, you could argue he should have had three interceptions. I mean, Trayvon got his hand on a number of different balls, which gets us to another point. Eli, thank you for the super chat again, people. This is your show. I'm just a puppet. You're you're the puppet master. That's what's happening here, people. And we're going to talk about whatever you want to. This is your post-game show, the post-game show of the people. Now, Eli has inspired a question. I would like, I'll say, please, could everyone please answer this? RJ, were you really impressed? We played a very injured Giants team. I expected more despite the score. Yes or no, everybody, were you impressed with the Cowboys win on Sunday against the New York Giants? And I know, Eli, you're just asking the question. I know you're not pointing any fingers. I know you're not saying you're not happy that the Cowboys won. And to be honest with you, it was a really unimpressive first half. Like we talked about a moment ago, it was a really flat first half. In fact, very quickly here, I'll throw up one of my losers. And this was a point of contention with our, our fantastic producer here at Blog and the Boys. First half energy was one of my losers. I'm not even joking you. This is literally written on the copy. All right, like I didn't just make this up right now. That's not how we roll around here. So to answer your question, you know, am I impressed? I think Scott has the answer here somewhat. And I think the more impressive thing is that the Cowboys look, cause this is not a good team and this is not a good team when they're healthy, but this is not a good team that had a lot of injuries that had a lot of issues. And the Cowboys still found a way to win. The Cowboys found a way to win in the third quarter. The Cowboys found a way to make some halftime adjustments to come out and dominate. That's what's impressive. It's impressive that even though they played bad, they played below our standard. They played to a frustrating degree in the first half that they still had the lead. I think those are really important things. You know, I tweeted about this at halftime. Time, and I forget who it was. So I'm sorry if it was you. If it was you, consider this a virtual hug. Uh, somebody said, you know what? The Cowboys of last year don't have the lead in the first half. And, I, you know, you're not going to play flawless football from start to end, right? We've seen that happen a lot. Look at the Buccaneers earlier today. Struggled against the Miami Dolphins. But, I mean, they found a way to kind of get it together, get right, and then pour it on. And that's what the Cowboys did. They, you know, kind of bought their time, bided their time, rather. And then when the moment was right, they striked, struck, um, and found their opportunities and scored and just kind of put it out of range for the Giants. And, yeah, like I get maybe looking at this and saying, you know, I wish it had been a, a little bit more impressive. Totally get that. But great teams find ways to power through these games. And we've seen this from the Cowboys. And that's why we, you know, I said now is the time to believe because the game against the Philadelphia Eagles now two weeks ago, that's been a time before where the Cowboys have played down to their competition, even this game. And, and they were kind of doing that in the first half. And we kind of saw that in the first half against Carolina last week. In fact, at halftime last week, the Cowboys were losing. You know, when we did our halftime show on Instagram, Tony Catalina, uh, who does a lot of work for us at Blog and the Boys, was fielding all these questions, people panicking, freaking out, et cetera. And I get it. But the Cowboys found a way. They had one of their best quarters ever last week against Carolina in the third quarter. And they kind of did a similar thing here today. So am I like over the moon impressed? No. Is this their highest quality win of the season? No. But great teams find ways to win these games and you stack them up. I mean, we're five weeks into this thing and the Cowboys have four wins. And so if they can stack these up more often than not, they're going to be a team that's playing deep into January, hopefully into February, which is obviously what we all want. So I'm not like impressed. 
Um, but I, I understand that they're going to have off days. Now, Gene brings up 500-plus starts of offense, and we didn't even play great. Very sloppy in the first half. Need to clean that up. Exactly. I mean, you know, they finished strong. And some of the stuff at the end, you know, kind of inflates it a little bit, like the Anthony Brown pick six and stuff like that. But still, this was a game that the Cowboys handled the New York Giants in. And for that, I think I definitely am impressed in the right context. Now, next Super Chat, thank you very much to Darian, or Dorian, excuse me, Ruiz. Thank you very much. Again, people, this is your show. Offense stumbled first half, but second half we stepped on their neck. This team has attitude and nastiness. Anthony Brown getting better with more confidence. Diggs, Cray, I'm going to be um, honest with you, Dorian. I don't think anyone's going to agree with you that Anthony Brown is uh, getting better and playing with more confidence. In fact, early on, the New York Giants got a field goal basically because of Anthony Brown. Now, I agree. You know, he, he came back, you know, obviously rebounded very well near the end of the game. And there's no question. And I don't think anyone is going to say this, you know, in a way that's meant to point fingers. But Anthony Brown is the weakest player on the Cowboys defense. And that's OK. Like you, you have to have a weakest player on your team. And that's Anthony Brown when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Now, he had a great moment near the end of the game. There have He has two interceptions on the season so far. I mean, so there are a lot of things to, to be impressed about when it comes to Anthony Brown, but there's context, right? Like, I don't think that that interception happens in normal game situations. Mike Glennon's just trying to do whatever he can there at the very end. And good for Anthony Brown, like I said, taking it all the way back to the house. Uh, now, I do want to bring something up. Frank says, no, Biotishes. I totally agree with you that Tyler Biotish is the worst starter on the Cowboys team. Anthony Brown's just the worst player on the defensive side of the ball. But Tyler Biotish, we'll get there in a moment. But I do want to address our Super Chats. Eli, thank you very much. As I wasn't super impressed, but victory polo Monday. Yeah, I mean, seriously. We've been working. People, we're going to have to get some more polos. Like, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're doing laundry all the time. I know it's been you know, it's four weeks in a row. I mean, that's a lot of polos to cycle through. So appreciate it, Cowboys, for putting us to the test. Uh, next Super Chat to address Alex. Thank you. Says Jabril Cox and Micah making things happen. Okay, let's get a round of applause for Jabril Cox here. All right, let's go. I want to see some applause emojis because Jabril Cox, welcome to the Dallas freaking Cowboys. And look, I want to say first that, again, we are wishing nothing but the best for Daniel Jones. It sucks that he was um, obviously hurt and taken out of this game. You never want to see that no matter who you're playing or no matter who it is. But Jabril Cox on this play, and I know the Giants wound up scoring, but this is the re look here's the play we're talking about now that's on third and goal for the new york giants the new york not so great at football giants and jabril cox makes the stop and i don't want to name names i don't want to point fingers but we can all connect the dots all right we're all smart people here and there's no way that the person Jabril Cox replaced makes that play. There's no way. There's no way on Earth. There's no way on Earth. There's no way on Mars. There's no way on Neptune. There's no way on Saturn. There's no way on – is Pluto still a planet? I know that was kind of touch and go. But, I mean, there's no way. And Jabril Cox came up big, recovered the onset kick there at the end too. I mean, Michael Scarn, what's up? Says Cox can be great, man. Totally agree. Uh, Gene says Cox's speed is what made the play against Jones. Again, that's the thing, that, that ability to close and – Again, don't want to, you know, speak ill of anybody else, but 
Jabril Cox, we needed him on the field in those moments. And the fact that he now is, is a big elevation for the floor of the Cowboys defense, the floor of the Cowboys linebacker group. And so very, very, very nice uh, to see Jabril Cox make that play. Um, now, let's move on. Um, uh, Larry Wright says everyone said it should have been a penalty. I think it's a clean play. It's unfortunate that um, Daniel Jones was hurt, but it is what it is. Um, like I said, let's get to more winners and losers. Uh, we've mentioned that Trayvon Diggs is a winner, the NFL's interception leader, six interceptions through five games. He has an interception in every, at least one interception in every single game this season. Obviously had two last week against the Panthers. Obviously had a pick six against them. You know, that's the thing. Like, you know, now we're getting to the point where it's like, Trayvon, you know, last week you had two. You know, the week before you had a pick six. Like, you're just you're just going to get an interception now? You know, like, let's add some razzle-dazzle. You know what I mean? But uh, in all seriousness, let's move on uh, to another winner, Amari Cooper. Amari freaking Cooper. Seriously, I mean, what a, what a delight. And, I mean, I just – I don't know. I really think we're running out of things to say about Amari Cooper because this week, obviously, a little bit touch and go coming off of last week. And Amari's played through a number of injuries. I mean, Amari has just been – just play the highlight. Some picks this year for sure as Prescott steps into it. Cooper, touchdown, Dallas. Love it. Love it. I typically throw scissors first. I know that makes me a weirdo. I know a lot of people go rock, but, um, you know, seriously, Amari Cooper is the man. Amari Cooper is awesome. Uh, I don't know how I can't even remember Dallas Cowboys football without Amari Cooper. Like that's the point we're at here. And the Dallas Cowboys, by the way, in case you were curious, have now won four games in a row. Okay. The last time that the Dallas Cowboys won four games in a row was right after they traded for Amari Cooper. You will recall they lost their first game that Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. Then they ripped off five wins in a row and surprised everybody. Nobody thought they could do that. They were three and five at the time. It was really impressive. They got to eight and five. That was the last time the Cowboys won the NFC East. Last time they went to the playoffs. Last time they won a playoff game. So Amari Cooper, I mean, has just revolutionized uh, what the Cowboys offense is, what the Cowboys offense looks like. And so, I mean, just just well done. Now, a lot of you have Kellen Moore. Um, excuse me. This is the comment I was looking for. Right. A lot of you have Kellen Moore. Um, you know, as a winner. And and I mean, what can we say? I mean, we're we're throwing bouquets of roses at Kellen Moore. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but Kellen Moore is an obvious winner. Like it's getting difficult to, you know, come up with winners that are no long, you know, that are new and unique winners. I mean, the Cowboys have the same dudes who keep winning and winning and winning and winning. And Kellen Moore is that guy. I agree with Timothy, says let's give credit to Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. I mean, the Cowboys coaching staff is outstanding right now. I don't think that anybody's going to deny that. And I do want to bring up a point, and I know that you guys get a little bit pushy with this, but we have to we have to start being fair to things. Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys have won seven of their last nine games. I mean, look, I want I, all credit in the world to Kellen Moore and to Dan Quinn. I don't want to take anything away. And let's give some credit to John Fossil, too, Bones Fossil. I mean, Greg Zerline, I've been very hard on Greg Zerline. A lot of you have as well. Didn't miss a single kick today when the whole NFL missed one, basically. But Mike McCarthy is for real. I mean, you know, he's a legitimate head coach. I mean, at least compared to the idea that a lot of people have of him, Mike McCarthy is awesome. I mean, I, I don't know how at any point now you can deny that Mike McCarthy is a very good head coach. I mean, obviously, given his career resume prior to becoming the Cowboys head coach, but what he's doing now, it's it's clear that he had some sort of vision and that it is taking hold. I mean, I think that you have to give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit here. I don't have him as a winner, 
but I think that Mike McCarthy deserves an enormous amount of credit. Odessa Graham says Al Harris. Totally agree. Al Harris, phenomenal winner. Great to see him get some love here. That's Mike McCarthy's guy. I mean, I think we have to give Mike McCarthy credit for delegating and finding the guys and building this staff and building a culture. I mean, he deserves a lot of credit for that. And I know that it's not a popular thing to give credit to Mike McCarthy, but he is really good. Paul says McCarthy was fantastic today. Point to a mistake he made today. You can't. I mean, you can't. I, I mean, I know that, you know, people, some people have a problem with his level of aggression. I love it. I mean, I, and I don't think there's any way to appreciate Mike McCarthy's aggressiveness more than to put Jason Guerra on the other sideline because it is so apparent the dramatic differences. And I know the New York Giants were dealing with injuries and, and down a bunch of players and, and in a lot of funk and a lot of different ways. But Mike McCarthy puts the Cowboys in a better position from an overall standpoint. And for that, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I am extremely grateful. Um, and so, I mean, he is one of the best coaches in the NFL right now. He is. There's, you can't deny that. Um, now, Donnie says a big litmus test for Dallas and Mike will be next week against the Patriots because, well, Bill freaking Belichick. That's right. The Patriots haven't exactly been uh, impressive this season, but, you know, still very good. Uh, Randolph says, love the victory. I still think the defense as a whole needs some improvement. In spite of Trayvon Diggs playing lights out, the defense as a whole are still giving up way too many big passing plays. Randolph, I think that Kadarius Tony just had another 20-yard gain against the Cowboys. Look, I agree, and I think that we look at the turnover numbers uh, and we're mesmerized by them, especially as Dallas Cowboys fans, because, you know, to us, this is extremely foreign, right? Like, whoa, turnovers, you're actually getting this is allowed. Whoa, it's crazy. All the, like, you know, obvious jokes. Um this this defense is opportunistic and and that's the thing but the defense you can almost kind of rely on the turnovers at this point and i know that that's kind of irresponsible and kind of not true but we talked about this we did a video about this here on our channel if you have subscribed to the blog on the boys youtube channel you've seen it if you haven't subscribed what are you doing please subscribe right down below uh but we talked about after the first two weeks of the season when the cowboys had six turnovers we looked at every team in the history of the nfl since the merger in 1970 that had six turnovers through the first two weeks of a given season and on average they all netted about two turnovers per game the rest of the season. Well, since then, the Cowboys have played three games, and in each of them, they have generated two turnovers on defense. So it's not like a, a something you can predict or rely on, uh, but it is something that is sort of predictable and sort of can be relied on, which is very interesting. Um, Edward Ray, uh, or Roy, excuse me, says, why was Dallas asleep the whole first quarter? I don't know. And you know what? I... I don't have Dak Prescott as a winner here, and I really wanted to have Dak as a winner because this was obviously a big game with Dak uh, coming back, you know, the Giants 364 days after the injury. By the way, holy crap, when his ankle got wrapped up, I, we all screamed. We all we were, we were all screamed. That, that was a very triggering sort of moment, uh, but, but thank God everything worked out. And so, I, I, you know, I'm willing to say that, you know, there was a lot going into this game from a a narrative, you know, energy standpoint, et cetera, because again, it was the scene of the crime. It was the same team, same time slot, same people, same uniform, same everything, literally almost exactly one year later. Um, and so, but that being said, Dak Prescott was marvelous today. He is an honorable mention for me, but he's not a winner because Dak was awful in, in the first quarter, especially Dak really struggled. And it, it felt like, you know, it felt like he was trying to do too much, and it felt like, you know, I know the comments had asleep at the wheel. It felt like Dak was kind of approaching things and saying, you know, I can just go through the motions, right? Like, I, I can just kind of show up. I can just be Dak Prescott, and we'll just win because our offense is awesome, et cetera. And, yeah, your offense is better than everybody else's, but 
you know, you still have to do it. You still have to execute. And it just kind of, it, didn't, it didn't feel like that's what was happening early in the game. Now, Dak did stabilize, obviously played very well after that and, and was worthy, you know, to make my illustrious honorable mentions list. Uh, but it was a struggle of a game uh, early on for Dak. Uh, Paul says Dak Prescott jitters, but he settled down and stepped up and had maybe his best game of the year. Maybe. And maybe it certainly is his best second half. I mean, you could you could certainly argue that. I mean, certainly, you know, kind of retook control, kind of definitely, you know, did settle in, found his rhythm, found his rhyme, uh, came on up because it was bobsled time. But I mean, it was it was a, a rough beginning of the game for Dak Prescott. Eli, thank you for the super chat. Says Micah needs to rush to pass some more. We saw Micah Parsons playing a lot more linebacker in this game. Micah Parsons can do whatever he wants. I mean, fine. Just just go play, Micah. I mean, seriously, he is awesome. Um, the Cowboys defense, you know, was was enough, right? I mean, again, got gashed a little bit by Kadarius Tony, and, and we'll see how that holds against different teams. But um, Micah's definitely coming into his own. Uh, Scott Crawford, uh, let's see here, passes to CD and Wilson were beauties. You know, we do have to award our star of the game. So before we do, let's get to some of Dak's moments. We show the Amari highlight here. Uh, let's get to see here uh, the um, um, wait, what do we have? Uh, the CD touchdown. Oh my gosh, this was awesome. This was this was when it felt like Dak was like turning it on, kind of taking things seriously once again. Extra men on the rush. Prescott airs it out. Lamb got it. Touchdown, Cowboys. I mean, what? They're amazing. Kane World says, go Cowboys. Always and forever. Totally agree. I mean, they're awesome. Alpha Monkey King says Dak had a great game. He did, but it was a really rough start. I mean, it was it was not a great start for Zach, or for Dak, excuse me. I said Zach because Rick says Zeke is a winner. You know what, Rick? You are reading my mind. Because Zeke is not only a winner. Ezekiel Elliott is our star of the game here at blogging the boys on our live post game channel could we get a round of applause maybe you know what i like you know for zeke i like the little plate emoji with the the fork and the knife i mean let's get a round of applause dude was unstoppable against the new york giants and we've all heard about the run game we've all heard about tony pollard we've all made comments we've all said things but zeke elliott looks to be in the finest form that we have seen him in in an extremely long time at least it's felt like an extremely long time Zeke Elliott, 21 carries, a buck 10 on the ground, two total touchdowns, the illustrious star of the game award here on the blog and the boys postgame show. Duke, thank you for the love for Zeke. Uh, Duke had the fire emojis, but I do want to give credit. Scott Crawford had one of the plate emojis where Paul had nothing but the plate emojis. I mean, Zeke was, I mean, seriously, I mean, he is... I don't even know if I want to say Zeke is back. Zeke is awesome. That's all I want to say. Zeke is awesome. Zeke is is exactly what this team needs him to be whenever this team needs him to be it. And that's what makes Zeke very special. I mean, Zeke Elliott obviously has has been, you know, a different player at different times for the Cowboys. He's accomplished different things. He's done, you know, different, you know, elements or had different elements to his game. But he is literally and truly, you know, the best version of himself whenever the Cowboys need to be need him to be a different or, you know, a, a unique version. I mean, that is that is rare. I mean, and you can talk about his finances you, or the financial you know, situation regarding his contract. He is a huge reason why this team is singing on offense. And for that, I think he deserves a lot of props. In fact, let's get uh, let's see. This is Zeke's first touchdown, which was impressive. But we have another more impressive one. Big toss. <laughs> and a walk-in. What a play. I think Elliott's okay. Touchdown, Dallas. How about that design? 
I mean, seriously, like in the 21, doing the dance, high stepping into the end zone. I can't wait to see what Dion says about this. It just it was it was awesome. It was sick. Uh majestic detail says great play call. Totally agree. Totally awesome. I mean, Kellen Moore was awesome in, in this game. I mean, had was in his bag, as people like to say. I'm not cool enough to say stuff like that. But I mean, Kellen Moore was awesome and Zeke was awesome in this moment. Like I said, one of uh, you know, two touchdowns. The second one I liked a little bit more just because it was beautiful pretty good to allow him to do it here's elliot right side lot of room zeke touchdown now i do want to bring this up donnie uh i don't want to like disagree disagree with you like capital letters disagree but donnie says let's not showboat like that too often though loved it though i'm going to disagree showboat Beat the crap out of them. It's the New York Giants. You're the Dallas Cowboys. Beat the crap out of them. Make them remember that you beat the crap out of them. Celebrate more. I love – I mean, I am, I'm a big believer when it comes to stuff like this that if you can beat them and if you if you want to talk trash and you can back it up, then do it because you have earned that right. And the Dallas Cowboys earned the right in this particular game to talk all over the New York Giants. I get that some people are different. Some people want to be very Sanders about it. Just be classy. Just hand the official the ball. Nah, heck no strut into the end zone let them know this is your house i mean we have been through it all with the dallas Cowboys. i mean think about it a year ago tomorrow i mean the clock started we you know we a year ago tomorrow we turned the um what, what are those things called um the hourglass whatever that has the sand you know what i'm talking about and we just watched that sand trickle down because we said man we got to go through this whole season we got to go through the draft we got to go through free agency like we got to you know like anytime something like that happens all all my mind thinks is like man do you know how many things we have to experience until we get another shot at this like we had to go through halloween and thanksgiving and christmas and we went through two masters you know one in november and one in april we went through a super bowl we went through valentine's Day. i mean like we went through an entire year to get back to this so you know not to like freak out about this but i love it i love it you're 2-0 against the division put joe judge in his place he wants to talk his crap and say whatever he wants let them know that you're the dallas cowboys and let them know that you know you're the threat that if they want to beat you they got to up their intensity level, and I love it. Uh, Edward Roy, thank you for the super chat. Says, will we win when it really counts? I think it counts now. I, I mean, look, I know that this is, you know, not a great team in the New York Giants, but they're to it. Like, I don't know how you can poke holes in the Cowboys at this point. I, I mean, I understand you want to see them play better. You want to see them play kind of, you know, front to end, top to bottom, whatever. You want to see them with their foot on the gas the entire time, but. This is an incredibly talented team, over 500 yards of offense, over 40 points, you know, four wins in a row. And here's the thing. They have four wins in a row. When when we did our emergency, I don't even remember which emergency roundtable it was because the sky was falling so much. The Friday after the Dallas Cowboys lost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Lyle Collins was suspended. Michael Gallup suffered a calf strain. The following Wednesday, Demarcus Lawrence broke his foot. Randy Gregory went on the COVID list. Donovan Wilson had the groin injury. Ty Insecki had heat exhaustion. We've talked about these things at nauseum because it felt like, oh, man, this team is about to go on a losing streak because they were playing the Chargers, right? And then they were playing the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And so it kind of felt like, man, like this, this sucks. This is bad energy here. This is just not what you want to see from the Cowboys at this particular point in time. Since all of that happened, they are undefeated. And I don't say that like in a literal sense because they've won one game. They have won four games in a row, one on the road against a very good team in the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers are one of the best teams in the NFL. They're 4-1. and one. That one loss is to this team, to the Dallas Cowboys, all right? They have beaten two of their division rivals, and not just beaten, but they have whooped two of their division rivals to the point that they celebrated on the way to the end zone for style points. So 
I think it counts. I'm, I'm, I really think it counts at this point in time. Now, you know, do I want to see them continue to play better? Absolutely. But I certainly believe that it counts right now. Uh, Will Nico, I like this. Says, Cowboys are electronic. Okay. I, um, I like that. Uh, that's, um, you know, electronic. Cool. Um, let's see here. What do we want to get here? Uh, Odessa says Zeke needed to strut because a couple of plays before we thought Zeke was hurt when he scored. Awesome. Great point here, too, because Zeke is, you know, Again, people say things and people have said things and people will probably continue to say things about Zeke Elliott. But the dude is one is, is definitely not one thing. And that is, you know, unwilling to sacrifice himself. The play he got, you know, nicked up on. I think we were all nervous. We were all scared. But it was great to see him back. Great to see him score. And yeah, dude, let us know, Zeke. Let us party. That's what we're about. We're going to jump on the postgame show afterwards. We're going to have a great time because you just whooped a division rival. We all, we all have friends or family members who have made the terrible decision in life to follow the New York Giants. And tomorrow, guess what kind of text messages you're going to send them? Guess what kind of tweets you're going to send their way? Guess what kind of stuff you're going to show them? It's going to be all about how the Cowboys destroyed them. And the reason that we're able to do that is because Zeke Elliott celebrated it. And I, I love that kind of stuff. And so I didn't mean to go off on a, you know, a huge tangent here, but you know, I love this. Uh, Brian, thank you for the super chat, says it was a bad throw, but show the said pass. Um, you know what? Um, it was not a great throw, uh, but Cedric Wilson did get involved um, in the mix here. And I'm looking for this year. I uh, found it uh, just to set it up last year when the Cowboys hosted the Giants. Um Cedric Wilson threw a touchdown and he threw it to Dak Prescott of all people. And so he had a touchdown. I think we all think he had a touchdown. Great try, said. It's really all I can say. Wilson wants to throw. He's got Noah Brown. Underthrow him. But complete nonetheless. And Cedric Wilson has his hands on his helmet like I just missed a touchdown. Well, Lamb was even more open than Wilson was. He just got anything on it to either one of them. It's a touchdown. Both guys. Lamb's running up the right. He knew. He knew he hung it short. I mean, that that was maybe uh, a, a great play, but just, you know, didn't, you know, it's it was a fun play. It was a really, really fun play. Duke JB says, I think the sun bothered him. Underrated storyline. This was the first game this season where the sun was a factor at AT&T Stadium. First afternoon game this season at the building. Uh, so, uh, you know, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, but still, it was awesome. Uh, A-Rod notes that CeeDee Lamb uh, was wide open. Oh, I love this comment here. Where is it? I've lost it for a moment here. Uh, Eric says, take the gloves off said. Yeah, I mean, look, it was fun. Um, you know, so it is what it is. Uh, so great job, Cedric, you know, proud of you, uh, for the moment, but Hey, uh, let's see here. I do want to show, I want to talk about something because the subject of, I guess, not showboating or celebrating was brought up. Um, the giants were in their feelings, so to speak again. Um, you know, I'm not cool enough to talk like this, but the giants had some moments because they were a little bit upset that the Dallas Cowboys handed them a big fat L. Um, and, uh, well, this was the fight. And you can see what Dave Gettleman liked is KZ. Uh-oh, here we go. That was a full-on punch by Tony. He got shoved, but then came back with a punch. And they're still going. Yeah, somebody's just got to. There they go. They're trying. 
I tell you what, losing 34 to 13 in the fourth quarter probably doesn't feel good. One more look at this. We will have DeMonte Casey's back. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say anything else. We will have DeMonte Casey's back. That's the, that's my truth. That's how I choose to recognize it. Uh, there was a little bit of, you know, back and forth here. Let's be honest here. Uh, but the fight, you know, definitely some emotions on top of the, you know, beginning, you know, altercation. Uh, in all seriousness, there, you know, there's a lot of people who were wrong involved here. Uh, but again, my truth, just hopefully your truth, is that the Cowboys were in no way wrong. But seriously, they were. Um, and look. I, I wanted to see that there was a comment here I wanted to talk about. Uh, where was it? Where was it? Uh, comment about uh, here. Duke JB says, honestly, I'm here for it. LOL. You know what, Duke? Me too. I love this. Hate each other. Because you know what? We don't like the Giants fans. We don't like the Eagles fans. We don't like the Washington fans. Now, we're not out, you know, scrapping it up and stuff. But this is awesome. I love when, you know, football teams or whatever, you know, I love when there's a true rivalry. Now, you never want to see anything like this. You never want anybody to get hurt. But I love when teams don't like each other like this. So I'm here for it in that sense as well. And now Alex does say that Tony tore us apart. Diggs needed to follow the best opponent receiver. Yeah, I mean, Kadarius Tony had himself a game. Um, you know, that was not ideal. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's see here. Let's go. Uh, where do we want to see? Um, there was another. Oh, here we go. Uh, Hem Koo says NFC East division matchups are unequaled in emotion. Uh, you know, maybe. Um, but I don't know, man. The AFC West is pretty tough this year. Uh, even the AFC West is, is kind of tough. Tonight's game that's about to kick off, the Bills-Chiefs game. I mean, like, there's some rivalries like that. Uh, so, hey. Uh, Mike Madsen says, uh, I want one of them polos. You want one of these polos? Let's see. Maybe we'll have a giveaway soon. Subscribe to the blog of the boys YouTube channel. So you don't miss out on anything. Uh, Peter Michelle says, I am a New Yorker and I hate the giants. Start spreading the news. The New York giants are terrible anyway. Uh, okay. So we talked about Amari Cooper as a winner. Uh, we talked about Zeke Elliott, obvious winner, our star of the game. Trayvon Diggs, a winner. We noted that Dak Prescott was an honorable mention. Honorable mention, let's get a couple out of the way here. Micah Parsons. I mean, nothing, no, no like spectacular moment here, but Micah is awesome. Micah's great. Micah was phenomenal down near the goal line. You know, we've talked about this. I mean, what a dream. And I think, you know, Kadarius Tony torched the Cowboys here. And I do think that we need to pay attention to, I love the stories of the NFL. And I think that, you know, it's we we can look i mean let me start over here the dallas cowboys held the 10th overall pick as you know in the 2021 nfl draft the new york giants originally held the 11th overall pick and the philadelphia eagles after they traded with the miami dolphins held the 12th overall pick so it was dallas new york philadelphia you know that dallas traded back with philadelphia to 12 and took micah parsons there and philly took Devontae smith now the giants wound up trading out of that 11 slot with the chicago bears who took justin fields there and they ultimately took Kadarius tony at 20 but I do wonder if the Cowboys had not traded back with the Eagles, if the Cowboys, I don't know, say they took Micah Parsons at 10, say Patrick's for 10 felt, whatever. If the Cowboys stayed put, if the Giants are sitting at 11, I do wonder if they still trade back with the Bears and pick up that haul. We know that Dave Gettleman had never traded back prior to that in the draft, or do they take Devontae Smith? So in a weird way, the Cowboys are kind of responsible for Devontae Smith being in Philly and Kadarius Toney being in New York. So it's just an interesting, you know, storyline to kind of track. Uh, so it is uh, what it is. Tommy Peters says, love the show, by the way. Tommy, thank you very much. You know, 
We ask for your subscriptions. But if you like this, give us the old thumbs up here on YouTube. That would be awesome. Like us on Facebook. I mean, those things help. If you want to support us, we appreciate all the likes, all the subscriptions. It all goes a long way. Um, Tommy says, longtime listener, first time on this page. Welcome. Isaac says, how about them Cowboys? Seriously, like, how about them Cowboys? The Cowboys are 4-1. and one. They're one of the very best teams in the NFL. And that should be said often, often, often. Let's get to another honorable mention. Somebody give me a swipe. Leighton Vanderesh. What did we think of the swipe? Was it cool? Was it all right? I mean, was it appropriate? Whatever. Uh, but Leighton Vanderesh really, I think, is playing well. And I know that we have these like expectations of Leighton. And so sometimes he doesn't live up to those. And obviously, we kind of compare Leighton to who he was in 2018 uh, during his rookie season. Again, the last time the Cowboys uh, won at least four games in a row. Uh, but Leighton, I mean, Leighton's playing well. I mean, Leighton deserves a lot of credit. Had a great tackle for loss near the end of this game. I mean, you know, and Brandon, I like this comment about the swipes. It's done at the right time and paid tribute to his friend. Love that. Great comment. Great way to put it here. It was a great, you know, kind of ode to Jalen in the first game, you know, without him. But uh, Duke says it was a nice homage. Totally agree. But this is awesome. And, you know, this is a conversation for many months from now after the Cowboys have obviously won the Super Bowl. Uh, But. Leighton's in an interesting spot with the Cowboys. I mean, he's playing really well. It's it's going to be interesting to see what kind of market there is for him. I wonder if the Cowboys are willing to bring him back on some kind of, you know, deal or whatever. Uh, maybe it's a one-year deal, you know. But, I mean, Jabril Cox obviously is playing really well. You know, the sample size there is small. Micah Parsons is a baller. So, it's hard to know. But Leighton Vanderish is, is at least making that conversation a trickier one. Uh, Space Cowboy. Ooh, I like this. Thank you very much for the super chat. says, you beat a bunch of bench players. Uh, Andrew Thomas, Nick G, Sterling, all the players that are out. Um, so you wanted to super chat to tell us this, Space Cowboys, that the point um, that the Cowboys beat a bunch of bench players. I mean, cool. Um, you know, I, I suppose, I mean, it's true, but I mean, do you think anybody feels bad about this? Do you think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers feel bad about beating Jacoby Brissett as opposed to Tua Tunga-Vailoa? Do you think any... Buddy felt bad beating the Cowboys last year when uh, Andy Dalton was starting and when then-rookie Terrence Steele was starting. We'll get to Terrence Steele in a moment, I promise. Uh, when Zach Martin was, I think anybody felt bad? No, they didn't feel bad. A win's a win. The Cowboys beat the tar out of the New York Giants. Joe Judge, you know, is bad. I mean, so cool. Uh, but, you know, that's true, and that's certainly valuable context for the future. But the Cowboys, if the Cowboys had won this game on a last-second field goal, then I would kind of feel or share this like, man, the sky's falling just a little bit here. But the Cowboys beat a team, you know, without their star players the way you're supposed to beat a team without their star players. It was a little bit touch and go. I mean, I'm totally willing to admit that. But they ultimately kind of settled in and, and landed that plane. And so they deserve a lot of credit for that. Uh, Lawn Nail Hardy says, why can't we give stars on Facebook? I don't know. Facebook doesn't like stars. They maybe don't like the Cowboys. But if you do want to support us at Blogging the Boys, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and please subscribe to our podcast network. Search for Blogging the Boys wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review, write whatever you want. If you want to give us five stars there, that would be awesome. If you got an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, whatever, Go to your podcast platform, search a blog on the voice, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out more than you can possibly know. Lil Boats on my side says they beat them by 24. Seriously. I mean, they did. Uh, Wilson uh, Santiago says in all caps, hopefully this is a wake up for my Giants and clean house. Good win. Hey, appreciate it, Wilson. Um, I don't think this is a wake up. because I don't think that's how the Giants roll. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, 
uh, C. Tom Ginovich. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Thank you for the super chat. Says Dak top five, dropping the ball in the bucket today. Again, had a rough start, and I think that we should acknowledge that. You know, we can't just be, you know, in love with Dak. I mean, had a rough go early on, but settled in, got to where he needed to be, carried the team, elevated the team. That was awesome to see. But certainly, Dak is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Today, this season, right now, I don't know that you can find a player, a quarterback that is playing at a higher level than Dak. And I know people will be like, Mahomes. I know, I know, I know, I know. But Patrick Mahomes, and this game just kicked off, by the way, if you're watching this or listening to this after the fact. But it is hard to find a quarterback here in 2021 that in this current season is playing at a higher level than Dak Prescott. Rain Dakota is in fuego. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Watsamata with the super chat coming back. Return serve. I love this. Thank you, Watsamata. Says Space Cowboy. We are still missing Demarcus Lawrence. Lyle Collins and Neville Gallimore still demolished tough noogies, pal. I like this kind of kind of little friendly banter here. Not, you know, the, the punches that were thrown between Kadarius Tony and Devontae KD. That's the thing. Look, I tweeted about this as the game was ending. And I, you know, the Cowboys are down so many people that I actually couldn't fit all the players in one tweet. And that's despite the fact that Twitter has not given us 280 characters to work with. But think about this for a second. At some point this season, the Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, the four and one Dallas Cowboys are going to get back as Watsamata has mentioned here, Demarcus Lawrence. I know it doesn't get sacks. You're going to be grateful when the Cowboys get Demarcus Lawrence back. Trust me. Demarcus Lawrence, Lyle Collins, although Terrence Steele is playing out of his mind, had a few rough moments in this game, but Terrence Steele, man, seriously, dude, well done. Uh, they're going to get back to Marcus Lawrence, Lyle Collins, Neville Gallimore, as mentioned, Kelvin Joseph, Michael Gallup. No offense, Watsamati left him out. I mean, my, the Cowboys are getting back some ballers. I mean, they're already 4-1. and one. They have a friendly schedule still the rest of the way. Yes, they play the Chiefs. Yes, they play the Raiders. Yes, they play the Cardinals way down the road. But by the time the Cowboys play the Cardinals, they're going to have locked up. By the time the Cowboys play the Cardinals, you're going to have already worn in your NFC East championship shirt and cap. Like, your NFC East championship cap might already have a scuff mark. That's how long it's going to have been by the time the Cowboys, you know, have by, when the Cowboys play the Cardinals, it's going to have been that long since they won the NFC East. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, now, let's see here. Uh, Oscar just comes in. We love Dak. Okay. I love that. I, <laughs> I love that. Uh, Lil Boat says Gallup is just going to make this team that much better. Seriously. I mean, man, it's so nice to see depth be relied on and be relied on in that plan work, right? Because we've seen, you know, things not work out. Um, I mean, just well done. Now, I want to address a point from Lonnie. Okay, we're going to bring up a comment from Lonnie that you have maybe seen if you're watching on YouTube. And I don't want this to turn negative, okay? But we're just talking about it the way it is. Lonnie says, huge win, especially because many thought cutting Jalen Smith wouldn't or I think you might have meant would impact chemistry Lonnie that was a take right on Tuesday night Wednesday morning oh my gosh Cowboys are three and one why would they do this what's going to happen he's a leader on the team right like how this is going to rip the locker room apart not nah, didn't happen not nah, Cowboys still awesome so no no worries uh let's see here uh Space Cowboy interesting username because I feel like I've detected now that you're a New York Giants fan maybe I'm late to this but thank you for the super chat in all seriousness uh I, I like the back and forth that's happening here I feel like a moderator like at a political debate uh Space Cowboy says we were missing the majority of the offensive starters including the quarterback halfback and wide receiver one before the first half ended your offense is amazing I'll admit it Space Cowboy here's the thing um that was the case for the Cowboys in week 17 last year. And and respect on admitting that the Cowboys offense is amazing because it is. And I'll be, I want to be honest with you, Space Cowboy. I think the Giants have some potential, right? And I think the Giants, and I think every Cowboys fan will tell you, the Giants offense is limited by their offensive coordinator. We don't want to go down that path. But, I mean, 
if you get some, if you get the proper coaching around, you get the proper mindset, you get a, a non supremely conservative mind, you know, running that offense. There's a lot of talent there to work with. It's unfortunate that, that the injuries happen, but this is the exact case that was surrounding the Cowboys last year when they went to New York, you know, with that game kind of on the line when both teams were, were vying for a playoff spot. And, and then the Eagles threw their game, obviously later that night that the giants whined about. I mean, so, you know, that happens. I mean, the, the, you know, the Giants have, have been very unsuccessful against the Cowboys in recent history. The Cow- I think that, you know, so Dak Prescott has now won eight consecutive games against the New York Giants. The, Dak Prescott has only lost two games as, uh, you know, to the New York Giants, and they were both his rookie year, uh, the two games that the Cowboys played the Giants. The Cowboys lost the game to the Giants in 2015 when Matt Castle had to start at quarterback. So, you know, they congrats to the Giants on beating Andy Dalton last year, beating Matt Castle in 2015. But, you know, the Giants have have gotten the Cowboys with some opportunities to win and have won those games. And, you know, we haven't made a big old deal about it. We've made the right size deal. But, you know, great game. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate. And respect, you know, respect to Mike Glennon for kind of hanging in there and doing his thing. Uh, but, you know, the Cowboys, um, you know, Hey, Space Cowboys says making fun of an injury isn't funny. I, I'm not in, in no way making fun of an injury. I don't know who you're talking to here, but it's terrible that the Giants were dealt injuries. All injuries suck, no matter who they happen to, whatever player, whatever team. Nobody wants to see any injury ever in any way, shape, or form. Space Cowboy, thank you for the super chats, but um, I think you're a little bit, you know, I, I'll dis- I disagree with you. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Josh Herbaugh, not Harbaugh, says, what do you think on the defense letting off the gas at the end of the game? Seven to ten garbage points have been added in the final minutes of the last three games. It's a bad habit to create. Um, I, you know, I, I don't mind it. Um, and I get your point, but I don't mind it because if you're just gonna just, just, just let the clock run, you know what I mean? Like do, don't, don't be a hero in those moments. Like you've, you've secured the win. You're going to be four and one life is great. The last thing you need to do is in the name of, you know, stopping seven garbage points when you're winning by three possessions is to hurt yourself or hurt somebody because, you know, the game's over. I mean, Vic Fangio would be pissed if, you know, if he found out, you know, that you weren't trying that hard. But um, I, um, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I don't, I don't view it as the Cowboys letting their foot off the gas. Um, I know people kind of viewed it that way against the Panthers. I think that that was more of an argument than this one was. This just kind of felt like everybody was willing to kind of get home and ready to get home and, and, and party and, and just enjoy being four and one. So I don't I don't view it as letting their foot off the gas. Uh, Lil Boats, by the way, says that's a good poem to have. Very much agreed with that. Uh, let's see here. Um, we haven't got we had one loser in case you missed it. First half energy was my loser. I only have two losers today because the Cowboys have won four games in a row. So it's hard to find losers, people. I'm trying very hard, but, you know. There's a lot of winners. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, Loser, and we can have this conversation in a friendly way. This came up earlier. Um, Tyler Biotish. Tyler Biotish. Um, Oh, my. Um, Now, he's not, like, bad, bad, okay? But not great. You know, not not great if we're being honest. Um, Let's let's go with... uh, (laughs) Fat Daddy, just respect, getting straight to the point. This is McGovern to center. I appreciate that. Um, one to ten, with ten being Travis Frederick at his peak, how confident do you feel about the state of the Cowboys center position? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm like a three, and I think I'm I like I have to, I have to like you know have a like like I have to like chug a monster to get to three. I have to like get myself jacked up to get to three. Um, it's, 
you know, now Dan says he is survivable. That might be the best way we could say this. Paul, three to five. Alex, six. IQ logic, zero. Charles went negative, negative five. William has the correct answer with three. Uh, James says negative three. Kevin says five. Um, it's not great, um, to be honest with you. And I, I almost didn't want to say this out loud, but Tyron Smith is is playing so well. I, like it is just kind of forgotten that we worried about Tyron Smith coming into this year, but Tyron Smith has been remarkable this season. And Connor Williams gets doesn't get a lot of love, but Connor Williams is playing really well, and I think deserves a lot of credit. Um, obviously, Zach Martin's the bomb. I mean, ter- like is there is there any question that Terrence Steele is a better player for the Cowboys than Tyler Biotish? And I, I would like you to answer that question. Actually, if you could give me the name, just so we don't get lost in the comments, Steele or Tyler, uh, Biotish, whatever you want to put, who is a better player for the Cowboys? Um, I don't think there's any doubt. And I mean like zero doubt that it is, you know, it is Terrence Steele. He is awesome. I mean, he, he's, he's playing very well. And he's a big reason why the Cowboys have stabilized a lot of everyone's saying steel. Um, Brian, by the way, on the, on the grading system says three to four Biotish is almost a hindrance. Agreed. Um, now Alex says Isaac, I'll let go into center. Uh, appreciate the creativity. Um, I mean, it, everyone's saying steel. I, I don't, I don't see anybody who has said Tyler. Uh, now Kevin says steel is the shocker of the year, man. Totally agreed. Ta- Terrence steel has really saved things. We all were really down. If there was one thing that we did not trust the Cowboys on, it was remember, we, you know, think about how silly we look looking back on it. And I say we, cause it was all of us. I mean, we say move Zach Martin to right tackle, you know, like we were throwing out all kinds of stuff, move Connor Williams to right tackle, you know, or move Connor, you know, we were just getting crazy. Uh, Mark says steals a monster of a man. Um, I mean, it's tough. Now, Will Nico says, is McCarthy or more responsible for center? That would be Joe Philbin, uh, the team's offensive line coach. Um, it's look, if this is, this is a problem, right? It's, 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 you never want to not feel great. You never want to feel survivable, uh, at a position, but you know, the Cowboys don't have a lot of these issues. Um, and that's a good thing, but still it is not great, um, to be in this spot with Tyler Biotish. Um, now Charles Johnson says, I would rather Boban play center over Biotish. I think Charles is probably a Mavericks fan. I'm going to assume, but do not forget that Boban, I will always recognize as a San Antonio spur. I'd be an awesome center. Got to agree. Um, now, uh, Paul, this is an interesting question because this, I've seen some of this chatter too on twitter.com. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter at Arjo Choa. Shout out to my brother and sister-in-law for this gift, this nice little muck with my Twitter handle on it. So Arjo Choa, if you want to see my tweets. Uh, but Paul's question, I hear people saying Lyle has lost his job to Steele. I disagree. Steele might be the future when Smith retires, though. I don't know. I mean, you know, the the Lyle situation is unique. Um, obviously, there were all of the, the legal ramifications that came out, or legal details, excuse me, that came out on Friday. Um, and so, and I don't know, I don't know that any of us have an idea of what Lyle's future with the Cowboys is like beyond the season. I think we're all just kind of willing to put that into the 2022 box, and let that be a, a conversation we have next year. But I don't see, I mean, I think there's a world where Terrence Steele is your right tackle the future. I think that's very possible. I mean, Terrence Steele has been awesome. Um, Terrence still has surprised us all. He shocked us all. I mean, the jump he's made is really incredible. He, he deserves all credit. All credit belongs to Terrence still. He's proven every hater and doubter wrong. Um, but, you know, I, like, I don't see any reason why Ty, like, I think if you had asked any Cowboys fan last year or the year before about Tyron, I think we, we all sensed, you know, that the, the, the clock was running out, but Tyron looks like he could play into next year. I mean, certainly right now. I mean, I think we all feel more confident about Tyron than we do Lyell. And so that's why I think if Terrence has a future starting for this team, 
I'm inclined to believe it's at right tackle as opposed to left tackle, but you know, time will tell. Obviously, Brian brings up. Thank you for the super chat, Brian. You are the best. Uh, the question is: Does Biadish have potential to grow? If so, it's good to have him there to learn while he has good people around him to help. That's a great point. I totally agree. I mean, he hasn't even started ten games in the NFL yet. I mean, we have to remember that, but. You know, we're now at the point where we have a lot of expectations of this team and we don't want to obviously have a problem with Tyler Biotish because he can be picked on. And we've seen that so far this season. And to bring up, you know, to piggyback off your point, Brian, Trav- uh, I think it's Travis, uh, might be Travis, but I'm going with Travis says uh, if we lose a playoff game because of Biotish, I'm going to have an aneurysm, you know, be careful, uh, Travis, Travis. But um, that that's the kind of thing that I think we're worried about is that. Tyler could have that big of an impact. His his quality of play could have that big of an impact because that does. I mean, teams target weak players, and there's no question that Tyler is is the weakest player on this Cowboys offense. And the gap the, the gap in which he's the weakest is fairly large. And that's not to you know, not not to make anything big about this, but that's the spot where the Cowboys the Cowboys have a bye next week, right? And maybe we see them come out of the bye with a different plan. Maybe it is Connor McGovern at center. Maybe Connor McGovern just has to play fullback, but. Um, I mean, that that's certainly if the Cowboys are doing some sort of self-scouting, some some introspection, that is definitely one spot that I think they have to pay attention to. Garth Kirkpatrick, thank you for the Super Chats. The score should have been 10 to 60, if not for our first half mistakes. Our team was decimated last year and no one cared. Strengthening our bench is paying off. And, you know, I mean, you can argue that last year was very valuable for Terrence Steele, right? I mean, like how many, and I said this then, not, I don't mean this in like, I said this then, but something that I know we talked about last year was Terrence Steele got a lot of valuable experience as a rookie. It is so rare that rookie tackles get experience, let alone rookie undrafted free agent tackles. And Terrence Steele got that experience last year, obviously, you know, in all the mess that was the 2020 Cowboys season. And we're seeing the dividends of that paying off. Um, so, you know, there's there's no doubt that, you know, the Cowboys bench is play, uh, paying off. Also, the Cowboys decisions, I mean, from a, a roster acquisition perspective, I mean, all of the think about it. I mean, like almost all of the players they've added have had an impact. and. Every decision they have made, have they've kind of been right on. And I don't mean to say the Cowboys are infallible. They're flawless. They're, you know, impervious to criticism. That's not what I'm saying by any stretch of the imagination. But if there were people, and I don't want to keep bringing this subject up, but if there were people who had a decision with the roster move the Cowboys made on Tuesday night, people saying, man, you're, and you know, we did a roundtable here. I see Tom Ryle uh, on the Facebook feed. What up, Tom? Tom will be on our roundtable this Tuesday here. We'll do, we do a roundtable live show every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central Time here on the YouTube channel. Uh, so subscribe and check that out. But a lot of people said, you know, how can you trust, you know, this job that you're cutting, you know, you're cutting Jalen Smith? How can you trust a fourth round rookie in Jabril Cox? And you know, it's been one game, but there's a lot of, you know, Cowboys look right. So it's, it's hard, to, hard to criticize, hard to point fingers. They do seem like they know what they're doing, which is very cool. Um, it's a nice world to live in. Eileen uh, says, oh, my gosh, so excited, RJ. Our defense, our offense, what? We're unstoppable. I agree. Well said. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, Luther says, Biotish was nerve-wracking. Good win, though. I agree. Uh, now, William, I like this question, too. It says, what do we think about selling high on Cedric once Gallup is back to get a more competent center? This is, I mean, definitely a question, right? Like if you, if you have a surplus at something, um, you know, you definitely want to consider moving on from that. But I would say that, you know, 
Cedric has value. I mean, right now, especially how, how often the Cowboys utilize him now is obviously different when Michael Galvis back. Um, but Cedric potentially has value in the future, right? I mean, we still don't know how the Cowboys are going to handle the Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup situation. Do they want to keep Amari Cooper and just let Michael Gallup hit free agency, get their 2022 third round compensatory pick? Do they want to pay Michael Gallup and cut Amari Cooper, eat the $6 million in cap hit um, and pair CD lamb with Michael Gallup in the future? Either way, you're you're going to be down one of them because one of them is going to be gone. You're not. I mean, in there is a world, I suppose. There's there's one hypothetical where because he missed so much time, Michael Gallup signs a one year deal with the Cowboys to get a full season under his belt again and hit the market in 2023. Um, you know, to really maximize his ability to earn, etc. Um, so that is a reality, I suppose, one possible reality. But you're probably going to need Cedric Wilson in 2022 two is my point um so i don't know that i you know i don't know that i would trade cedric but it is, i like the question i like thinking about it um and and that's that's what we should we should always be thinking always be kind of letting our minds turn and figuring out what's what so i do like the question now uh we have let's see here uh we have gotten to most of the winners and losers and honorable mentions i think we are only missing one let me see let me get uh tyler's name off of there i mentioned winners amari cooper jabril cox zeke elliott trayvon diggs Honorable mentions were Dak, Micah Parsons, Leighton Van Rish, loser, first half energy, and Tyler Biotish. I will write about all of these at blogandtheboys.com if you want some more context, by the way. We are missing one winner because there were 10 people named, and that winner, we already showed his highlight, but C.D. Lamb. I mean, dude, seriously. You know, we, we talked um, about how, you know, the Cowboys obviously had a lot of injuries the last time they played the Giants. Obviously, when they played the Giants a year ago um, was kind of the beginning of, of that train wreck. And C.D. Lamb, you know, Justin Jefferson is awesome. I don't want to take anything away from that. And Justin Jefferson had a great day today on Sunday as well. But it did feel like I was tweeting this is a different subject, but I was tweeting on Sunday about how it was hilarious that anybody ever thought that the Washington football team would be good. There were so many people, so many people who thought, oh, this Washington football team, just watch out, man. That defense is going to be awesome. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be awesome. And Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt and that sucks. Uh, but I mean, I thought that was silly that anybody thought that. And in a different way, there were so many people who kind of forgot that CD Lamb existed because he obviously, you know, didn't have a tremendous rookie, still had a really great rookie season despite all the turnover at the quarterback position. But everybody kind of threw all their roses at, at Justin Jefferson, and rightfully so. The dude was amazing and is still amazing. But this was this was CD Lamb's like first opportunity to play an NFC East team with Dak Prescott for the entire game. And that's pretty sick. Um, and he was awesome. I mean, he is great. CD is, I mean, as Dan says, CD balled out. CD was, you know, perfect. I mean, CD was perfect. I mean, they utilized him in the CD got a carry in this game. I mean, Kellen Moore, chill out, dude. You got Connor McGovern at fullback. You're handing it off to CD. I mean, it's, um, it is what it is, but CD, uh, certainly deserving, uh, being a winner in this particular game. I mean, CD was awesome. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, lots of you mentioning Trayvon Diggs. He was on the winners list. Everybody Trayvon Diggs was the first one we talked about. Trayvon Diggs has six interceptions through five games. It's unreal what Trayvon Diggs is doing. And look, I think we need to recalibrate. And I don't mean recalibrate like freak out, freak out, but we need to really revamp what our expectation is of the Cowboys. And so let me put this to you, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching after the fact, or if you're listening to the podcast, hit me up on Twitter, send me an email, uh, whatever you want to do, whatever your speed is. What is your expectation of the 2021 Dallas Cowboys? Now that they're four and one, what is your expectation? I know that 
your expectation has changed. You don't have to tell me that. What I'm curious about is what is your expectation? Is it to win the Super Bowl? Is it just to win the NFC East? Is it to make it to the NFC Championship game? Is it to, you know, be a be a, a legitimate playoff team? How do you want to put that? Because we the the context has shifted, right? And so we have to change what our expectation is because we know a lot more information than we did five weeks ago. Uh, Paul says NFC championship game, like the thinking here. Alex says division championship game. Yeah. I mean, but I, at this point I would almost be disappointed and, and I'm not like disagreeing with you, Alex, but this team is so talented. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard and they're, they're not only talented, but they're getting turnovers. I mean, they're, they're really prospering and playing well. Uh, Mark says 14 and three Charles NFC championship game. Eileen says it's always to win the super bowl. Kevin says super bowl or bust. Um, I mean, Dan says playoffs and fall short of a super bowl. Um, Scott says my expectation is always to win the super bowl. Now I, I like Caleb's wording the best here. It says, at minimum, the Cowboys need to at least get to the NFC championship game. And I think that that's fair. I mean, it's, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. It's hard to do what they're doing, right? But they're a really good football team, which is why they're able to pull it off. But it's it's hard. And so, look, I'm not saying that I don't want the Cowboys for the Super Bowl. I would love that. I want that more than anything in terms of, you know, non-important things in life, right? It's still football. It's still a game. But you get my point. And so I want that. You want that. But there's a difference between what we want and what the expectation is. And from what we have seen, I don't know that there's not an NFC team that I think, or that you think, I'm going to speak for you, that the Dallas Cowboys could play 10 times and lose the majority of. I don't think so. I, I think if, if they played even the Bucks, I mean, because the Bucks are kind of showing some signs of weakness. I mean, you know, they barely beat the Patriots last week. Obviously, they barely beat the Cowboys. Um, the Packers, I'm not a believer. Packers struggled against the Bengals today. I'm still not even like a believer in the Bengals, so that, that is what it is. Um, I mean, Cardinals, fine. Rams, fine. I'm, But this is a team that, you know, as, as Cowboys 2022 says, ooh, somewhat um, prophetic here. Uh, this team stays healthy. They will win the NFC. That Like, that feels fair. Uh, Brian says the NFC is so stacked, though. Even wildcard games are going to be rough. That's true. Like, it obviously depends on who you draw, the way things shake out. You know, anything can change. But I think we we all think that the NFC championship game feels fair. That Like, there's, there's things that we want and things that feel – a little bit beyond reach things that feel like we have to have the right sequence of events happen to get there. But the NFC championship game feels fair. And I, I think that that's my expectation for the Cowboys at this point. Alex says, RJ, if our depth can get to the quarterback consistently and the man to man works, we should be able to stop Kansas city, the bills, Kansas city is struggling versus Buffalo man to man. That's right. That game's just starting now a little bit here uh, a little while ago. Uh, Dan Brockett. Ooh, I like this comment. Says, I would like to be a Super Bowl believer, but NFC Championship is my reality right now. And I think that's fair because we've seen the Cowboys. They're, you know, a way I've put it lately here on our shows is the Cowboys are doing the should things, right? Um, we said, you know what? You, sh- you, you need to go one and one through your first two games. They did it. Okay. So should box checked. You know what? You're getting the Eagles on Monday Night Football. They're not a great team, but it's your first home game. It's prime time. Go beat the crap out of them. Check it off. They should do that. Panthers, a little bit of a paper tiger. By the way, Panthers, way to mess that up and not even beat the Eagles today. Thanks for nothing. But, um, you know, Panthers are not a great team. You should beat them, and you, you should beat them somewhat handily. Check that box off. Giants, bad team, injured. Sucks that that's the case. Again, rooting for all those guys to get healthy and get right. But you should go out and you should dominate them. We even said at halftime with Mike Lennon coming out, you should go out and you should absolutely dominate them. Should box checked. So we're kind of growing in this should capacity here, right? And the next should box is like, okay, go to Kansas City. 
you know, go to Kansas City, beat the Chiefs, you know, come go to Kansas City, beat the Chiefs, turn around, beat the Raiders. You know what I mean? Go, you know, play the Arizona Cardinals. Like, you know, I know that's a long time away, but keep checking off the should boxes. And so that's why I think like, you know, that the NFC championship getting there feels like the the proper, you know, parallel to where we're at. And I think we can still get higher. And then we can say, you know what? Screw it. Super Bowl or bust. I, I just don't think we're quite that. The ride is we're still climbing. We're still climbing, and that's a good thing. Uh, so we're experiencing that and, and enjoying it. Um, the ride is a lot of fun. I got to tell you, the, this this feels awesome. I mean, I, I think, in fact, I know that I speak for you here. This feels incredible for all of us because we sat through last season. We watched the Cowboys. We tried to tell ourselves that the win against the Bengals and the 49ers made us happy. It didn't make us happy. We tried to tell ourselves they're still in the mix of this division. I won't care if they win the division with, you know, at seven and nine, I'll be happy. It would have bothered us. You know, like we don't have to do that. This feels good. And you know what? You should feel great because you believed, you believed that this team could do it and that this team could be good. And they're proving you right. You were right. And you deserve all the credit in the world for that. Watsamata, thank you for the super chats. My expectation is Chris Collinsworth admits the Cowboys don't suck. My stretch goal is Stephen A. Smith just shuts up for once. Watsamata, you got some lofty goals, my friend. I'll say that. Um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But you all should feel great this feels good this this right here this this emotion this this you know the this this stuff that like when you're not able to sleep tonight and you're kind of tossing and turning you're still like looking at stuff and re- reading blog on the boys.com right and you're still all pumped up about the win it's it's for this this is what we love this is the best time of year this this is this is what you want this is the dream of a season the experience of it all win after win after win the sun shines brighter although it's actually setting sooner rather than later because the time's going to change whatever uh food tastes better you know smells are smellier good smells um everything is is better and so this feels awesome and enjoy it enjoy enjoy it because these are the days we miss in june these are the days we miss these are the days we look forward to or we hope are someday possible when a season like 2020 hits and we made it we made it through that together and we're here now and i'm just so happy uh and, and privileged to be able to share this with you and so uh the cowboys in case you did not know all right in case you didn't know cowboys are in first place in the nfc's Never gets old. Never get, you would think it gets old. Never gets old. Never, ever, ever, ever gets old. The Dallas Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East at four and one. The Washington football team is two and three after their loss to the New Orleans Saints today. The Philadelphia Eagles, again, Panthers, you suck, uh, won today. So they are two and three themselves. The New York Giants, goodness gracious. I mean, the Saints should feel terrible about losing to this Giants team, but whatever. The Giants are one and four. Up next for the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys will visit the New England Patriots. Then they are on their bye. The Washington football team gets the Kansas City Chiefs. Yikes. The Philadelphia Eagles get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. Maybe we'll be here to have a conversation then. The New York Giants have the Los Angeles Rams. This looks like upcoming week, week six. This looks very much like a week where the Dallas Cowboys could be the only team in the division to win. I mean, that's very possible. And then you're talking about if we, if we pretend that that's the case for a moment, they're five and one, they have a three game advantage, you know, on the field, at least they have a three and a half game advantage on Philadelphia. They have a four and a half game advantage on New York. I mean, the times people, the times are good. The times are good. And we're very, uh, very, very, very happy to share them with you. Brian says, what record will it take to be the number one seed in the NFC? And will the Cowboys be in the hunt? I don't know. I mean, I think you got to be like 14 and three. I think that's probably going to be the case. And I think it's possible. I think the Cowboys are going to lose, right? Like we got to be fair. They're going to lose a game. You know, I, they, they might lose to the Vikings. They might lose to the Chiefs. They might, you know, and I, I know nobody believes in the Vikings, but I'm just 
throwing out names. Uh, the Mylers of the Chiefs might lose to the Raiders. You know, they might drop a, a division game, which is why winning these right now is so important. By the way, the next divisional game for the Cowboys is not until December. Think about that. The next time they play an NFC East game is not until December, and they're already undefeated in the NFC. So, um, you know, that's that's good to see. But I, there's every reason to believe that they're going to be in the mix right now. There's every reason to believe that. And so that's exciting, but we'll obviously see, um, you know, what comes of that. Now, Anime, you've asked this question several times. I actually think everyone should answer Anime's question. Uh, they have tried to ask it several times, so we'll get to it. It says, blogging the boys, I have a question. Who is your favorite player? Everyone answer. I like this. Every, who's your favorite player right now? You're, and we're talking your current favorite player on the Dallas Cowboys. I like this question. This is a cool question. You can obviously go with Dak. I mean, it's it's hard not to not to say Dak. I mean, Dak is a dream of a player. He's a dream of a center of your franchise. Dak is awesome. Um, Trayvon's kind of the man of the moment. You know, it, it's difficult not to say. CD is is CD Lamb, and he's awesome, and he's perfect, and Amari's awesome. I mean, you could go a number of different ways. I mean, I don't blame you if you want to say Tyron Smith. I don't want if you want to go Micah Parsons. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of directions to go, which means our team is really good and our team is really awesome. Lots of you, lots of answers for Diggs right now, Dak, CD, Trayvon. Obviously, Zeke Elliott's another guy. I mean, that you could go with John says Zeke's proven the haters wrong. Uh, very much agreed. Uh, Paul, Zach Martin, giving the goat some love. I love this. Uh, oh, Wendy with the wholesome comments is the whole team, the whole team. Uh, well done. Well done. Uh, everybody, my name is RJ Ochoa. You know me from Blogging the Boys, on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel, the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Uh, we work around the clock every single day to make sure that you, the best person in the world, are caught up uh, to date or up to date, caught up with everything you need to know when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. We have articles that come out every single day, tons of articles every single day at bloggingtheboys.com. We have tons of videos here on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. Tomorrow on Monday, we will have highlights, lots of them from the Cowboys, 44 to 20 win over the New York Giants. We will also have uh, Dak watch that Mark Schofield does where he takes a look at Dak Prescott's game specifically Tuesday. We'll have our round table. The point is we have a lot of things that happen here on the YouTube channel. So if you would subscribe, that would make us very happy. That would go a long way in supporting us. Also, if you are a podcast listener, the blog and the boys podcast network, we have shows that come out every single day. In fact, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we even have two shows that come out because we know that you need to stay caught up with all things America's team. We also have morning updates that come out on the podcast network. Search for blog and the boys, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things really, really help us out. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa, just RJ Ochoa. If you want to follow me there, like I said, shout out to my brother and sister-in-law for the cup here that shows you that. Um, Dallas Cowboys are four and one. Life is good. Life is great. Thank you for being a part of our post game show. Uh, great times are here and great times are going to continue to come. Um, I mean, what else do you say except for uh, Bryant says, hey, I just subscribed. Be like Bryant. Subscribe to us uh, wherever you get stuff. That uh, would be awesome. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the world. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time.